All right, we here. Uh, welcome to another episode of Versus Mike History. I am your host, Michael History. We got some good people in the building. As always, we got Jamar on the boards. Um, we got Ramsey in the building. It's good. And uh, we got a special guest today. How about you introduce yourself? Yo, it's Drew. Drew Wap, one third of Little Boys International, uh, creator of Streetwear brand Chances Make Champions. Um, what else? Creator of KwakuSpeaks.com. Uh, currently do digital marketing at 300, intern over there. Um, yeah, it's a lot going on. That's pretty much it. What's good, my guy? What's going on, bro? All right, so we got you in here. Uh, you are a man of many talents. Hey, man, I try. <laughs> a lot of shit going on. Uh, I'm in here to talk to you about all of that today. Um, I want to take it back, though, take it back to the beginning. Uh, as always, I, I do that with everybody. And, you know, just start with, like, influences and where you're from and how that plays a part into where you got to today mm-hmm. um well i'm from somerset well specifically franklin new jersey mm-hmm. uh i moved here i moved there when i was like four and i just spent like my entire life there so um lived in this neighborhood called the grove and then we moved eventually got a house when i was like nine and um, just spend my, most of my time, like, being outside, but also being on the internet. Right. Had that, like, I feel like we're kind of in the last generation that yeah, had, like, yeah. a healthy balance. You um, know what I mean? Of just being outside and interacting with people. Also, sure. like, the whole blog era of rap was kind of, like, coming up while we were in our adolescence. So, um, I think I was just, like, lucky enough to find everything I find cool now, like, early. So, right. I was just real into, you know, like, the internet culture and forums and sneakers and, like, streetwear around that time. But... I was also a kid that was, like, well-liked by a lot of groups in our neighborhood. So, um, as far as influences, like, I don't know. I get I can go down a rabbit hole when it comes mm-hmm. to that about how many people I like. But um, my first, I could say, like, my first CD and, like, just go from there. Like, the first CD I ever bought was uh, Food and Liquor. Okay. And then I went and bought, like, um, King by T.I. Mm-hmm. Then the Young Joe album. Then Lil mm-hmm. Boozy. Okay. And then like ho, so it was like my my taste was just like <laughs> yeah, everywhere. Yeah. I didn't really have the restrictions of like just being on the East Coast. Like mm-hmm. so, I think my curiosity just sparked a lot of me searching and going after things. And uh, now that makes sense though, because um, like Southern rap really popped in the early two thousands. Like, yeah, yeah, and it became like really mainstream. So like I, I definitely feel you, especially with the King album, because that Ti album was like yeah, he had the movie. Yeah. And it was like yeah, yeah, he was on the map. Um, what would you consider like what would you consider yourself though like in terms of designer director producer mm-hmm. all that shit um man that's tough like talking about titles is something I have to do now mm-hmm. just like introducing myself and like being around a, a whole bunch of different circles but um mm-hmm. man yo I wrestle with this cause like I gotta narrow it down to yeah. something cause I'm just now noticing that I do a bunch of stuff but the only reason I do so much is because like out of necessity like Word. um like I said, I founded uh, Lady Boys International, is a mm-hmm. creative content company. Um, I founded with two of my partners, Kyle and Niles. But mm-hmm. it was just like shout the, out to the guys, yeah, shout out to the homies. Um, it was just the three of us. Like I mm-hmm. said a while back, I tweeted, I was like, "Yo, we don't, we don't get any help." You know what I mean? Right. Like no one comes and brings their sh- like their arm Facts. around our shoulders. So <laughs> a lot of what we had to do has just been off of uh, just like surviving off in just necessity. Like Niles does graphics. I run the the socials and and Kyle has his brand and we all just um, built that off of uh, just uh, the podcast that we had in 2016. And the podcast ended up doing so well to our surprise 
that we just decide to branch off into other things and um even like solo like all, all of us are starting to find our lanes into right. our careers like Kyle just dropped again mm-hmm. um as I mentioned I do digital marketing I'm a digital marketing intern at 300 Entertainment and I do my brand and then now it also is doing graphics for everyone else so right. um man I'm just I'm a, I'm a guy that just does what needs to be done you know what I mean yeah now nah, I definitely can relate to that because like I've worn so many hats on this journey that I'm on, like I've been a designer, been a producer. I just, honestly, I like to just go with the, the simple term as producer because mm-hmm. like, it, even when I like, even like as just as a plain content creator, like I always fund my shit. Like I always got a camera, I always got a board, soundboard, I always got the fucking uh, Photoshop on my computer where I could do my own graphics, I could do my own sound, I right. could do my own visuals and shit like that. So I definitely can relate to you. Um, on that level. I, but you was talking about uh Liddy Boys and um how you guys came together and like you guys spawned different projects and stuff like that and I always thought it was like fucking crazy because when I came across you guys it was just like it was a it always just seemed like a well oiled machine and I just wanted to know like how did you guys meet and like how did that come together? Um, I met Kyle first. Me mm-hmm. and Kyle were following each other because we knew, like, you know, Jersey is small. Like, yeah. everybody knows everybody. So it was just mutual people. So the homie, uh, shout out to him, the homie Rami, his big brother had a brand called Jersey Apparel. Mm-hmm. So they had a pop-up. And I first ran into Kyle, like, real brief. Yo, what up? We recognized each other. And then from then, I would just see dude everywhere. So I'm like, this guy everywhere I'm at, like, Word. let's just talk. So the homie had a release, a mixtape release party in New Brunswick. Mm-hmm. And that's when we really like just like went outside. We talked about like, yo, let's try something. And I met Niles later mm-hmm. at Kyle's house. So once we noticed like the synergy between the three of us and how well we got along, it wasn't even like we didn't even start nothing. It was just like, yo, let's Thanks. just let's just kick it first. Like that whole summer, it was just us three We're... pulling up on people, going to people's events. Like that's how we started to build our, our, our name up, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. And just getting cool with everybody just by like supporting other people. So when we um when we announced it, actually before that, I tweeted hashtag Liddy Boys International on some joke stuff. Mm-hmm. And now I saw it and he was like, Yo, I'm gonna make a cover for that. And I was like, all right, cool, yeah. whatever. I didn't think nothing of it. Mm-hmm. So the following morning, he DM'd me a whole bunch of like uh just graphics with Liddy Boys International. Mm-hmm. I was like, Yo, these are hard. So I was like, all right, let me tweet it and see what happens. So I tweeted it. She went crazy. Yeah. Yo, at that point, I was like uh-huh. the most retweets I ever got for some, like, Word. ever. And a lot of people I know now noticed those graphics then. And they was like, yo, what is this? And mm-hmm. when I couldn't give them an answer, it was kind of like, okay. Yeah, we, yeah. Yeah, we have, to, time. we have to start something. So that was like in August. And we kept saying, yo, podcast coming soon. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, I'm trying to remember who it was specifically that, like, it was, uh, I think, Jan, Jan mm-hmm. Snee, I think. Yeah. Shout out to her. I haven't met her yet, but shout out to her. Word. But oh, Friend word? of the show. Yeah, word, word. Okay, word. Oh, wow. You know what? That's where I recognize you from. I guess we could get into that after, but um, she was like, yo, y'all keep saying y'all about to start the show. Like, when's the show coming out? <laughs> and I was like, oh, she's right. So, like, a couple mm-hmm. days later... Kyle was like, yo, I'm about to do the long sleeves. Word. And we did this whole, like, uh, money do-rag shoot with the long sleeves. Yeah, I remember that. And we dropped it on the same day as the episode. Mm-hmm. So it ended up just going crazy. And we were like, oh, okay, cool. Like, mm-hmm. let's just keep this going. Like, granted, we didn't know what we were doing at the time. We were just, like, our guests were, like, people from the uh, timeline that we hadn't met yet. Right. Because we wanted to, like, get in person and, like, meet people instead of just keeping it on the internet. Word. So that snowballed into... um us just getting our names up and us still doing what we're doing, popping out, shaking hands, 
And eventually, I want to say around like closer to 2018, we were like, okay, Kyle clearly has a way of doing creative direction. Word. I can handle more so like the management of our socials and things of that nature. And now it knows how to do our graphics. Like, let's just expand this into something else where we can help other people. Facts. Everybody do, has a rule. Yeah, exactly. Help other people do what they want to do. And um, from there, it's just that's what we've been trying to do. We started uh, two three zone, which is on hiatus right now. But mm-hmm. you know, we're working on that. But that's more of like the agency side of Liddy Boys and Liddy Boys is honestly just an umbrella that we do everything under. So right. my brand is under it. Kyle's brand is under it. Right. Um we have a couple producers that are under two three zone that's under Liddy Boys. And um yeah that's basically it. We got our LOC like I wanna say top of top of the year, like real early. So right. you know, it's like now we kinda took this year to like in, individually get our career stats and then next mm-hmm. year we're gonna come back together. Now that's hard. Super team. Um so you guys got together and then you guys started the podcast. Let's talk about that for a little bit because you guys, that was a nice little run. And um, you guys really like, uh, you guys, with, with the podcast, you guys voiced your opinions really well in terms of uh, developing your brand mm-hmm. and just getting people to know who you are. And when you guys started branching out to do your own thing, that was like the anchor that I feel like um, people really could go back to and be like, all right, well, this is where they started, and then this is where I'm getting to know these people. And now that they're branching off, I can figure out, like, which lane or, like, I can follow every one of them individually. Mm. And um, you guys, did, especially with the visuals, like, um, even before I got involved in on any type of level, you guys were fucking moving. And um, I just thought it was really dope. So just speak about how, like, the podcast came together and uh yeah <laughs> how the podcast came together man it was um it was all a joke bro like we weren't <laughs> like i try to emphasize Word. like that part of the process it wasn't really we weren't really serious because we didn't know what we were like getting into mm-hmm. it was just like like you cool you cool we Word. all cool with each other we all ended up being cool with everyone else and making like this big circle so Let's just like try it out with with the first episode and see right. what happens. And the first episode was like it was so unorganized, bro. Like our talking points were like all right. over the place, but people enjoyed it. So it was kind of yeah. like, okay, like let's do the second episode. The second episode we had, um, it was just us three again, and um, people enjoyed that too. So we just started to see. We just started paying attention to like the analytics of what we were doing early mm-hmm. and who was listening and how people were starting to tune in. And um, as far as, like, the visuals, it was, like, that wasn't really shot professionally. We were just, we when we see stuff, we like visuals attached to it. So we were like, Word. we might as well get, like, the person that the studio we're going to, like, yo, take this video real quick. Yeah. And then I would, like, edit it. Like, I'll just learn how to edit it on the fly, like, on the app on my phone or something like that. And so, like, yeah, that's pretty much how it started. It just started off on a whim. We didn't recognize what we were doing until, like, later. Yeah, it was just real organic vibes, like, and you guys all, like, basically was interested in the same shit, so the conversation kind of just flowed naturally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. Um, Now, I know that, like, it's interesting, too, because, like, I don't even know, I don't even remember how I came across you guys, but um, after a certain point that you guys were doing a podcast, I came to you guys, and I was like, yo, I want you guys to be a part of the network, and um, then it came a whole bigger thing. And like, 
I feel like that could have went better yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. than it did. For sure. Uh, just because, like, you guys had a team, so you guys were operating more efficiently than I was because I was just doing this shit on my own. Mm-hmm. But I just thought it was funny because um, Niles had, was, was away in the military at the time. Yeah, he had just, he had literally, he left, and uh-huh. then you came in. It Word. was so weird, like, a week, mm-hmm. like, separated before. Word. Um, yeah, I just thought that was, I, I thought that, short era was was very interesting because like it it taught me a lot about um just having a team and like keeping a keeping the machine working and moving and um you know for a while it was it was, it was good times but um you know everything doesn't last and every i mean everything happens for a reason yeah you and gave us our first hosting joint Yo, that we yo, it's so funny. We didn't even host the joint for real. We yo. just we just came and we just macked like the whole entire time. But it was cool. Yeah, no, nah, it was cool. That shit, I, yo, a lot of lessons in the past two years. I, I've learned from just trying to like be my own boss. Word, word. But um, meeting you guys was definitely like a great opportunity because it just like open. It just you guys were like the first people that I met that were kind of like on the same type of time in terms of like. Yo, we're moving like I'm we're we're learning as we go at mm-hmm. the same as the same as you. And I thought that was really cool. Um but moving on to the two three zone, you guys you said that um it's on a hiatus right now. Yeah. But um it's supposed to be in an A and R leg of the uh, the whole brand altogether. Yeah, more so like um just in an agency leg per se. So mm-hmm. like it provides different like avenues or roots of like needs that an artist might need for the time. So okay. if they need A and R work, then that would be like my sort of division of the of the agency. And if they need more so like creative and art direction, that's Niles and um Kyle and our other graphic designer Rich. Shout out to Rich. Right. So it's like whatever you come to us with with a need that you have at the time, that's what we're gonna try to like fulfill at the at that moment. Makes sense. Um so do you feel like in terms of having a team, do you feel like it's helped in this process and this journey, uh, like to the point that you you've gotten to um, thus far? Like, how do you how, how much how influential would you say that Kyle and and Niles have been to this point? Um, man, very influential. Like those guys, like we started as friends, but those guys are legit. Like we're brothers now. Like yeah. we've seen each other's ups and downs, like mm-hmm. outside of just Liddy Boys, but like personally and how we've grown. So. Um, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing now or learn as much as I did because I want to say from like 2016 to now, if I did it by myself, my learning curve wouldn't be as fast because I wouldn't have anyone to like build upon or pick up my mistakes or also tell me when I was like messing up. So, you know, just having them to fulfill because when you have a team and mm-hmm. they fulfill their role, you don't have to worry about what that person's doing. He kind of just does what he needs to do. I can hit now. It's like, yo. Can you give me a graphic about in like two days? Mm-hmm. Be like, bro, I get that to you tonight. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. and Kyle would just be like, yo, you know, when we do this photo shoot, we should do it this way. Like, I got the mood board right here, so it's like, I don't really have to worry about those two angles of things. I just have to worry about how are we gonna push it on social media, which I feel like I'm good at. You know what I mean? So, just having a team is like when you do anything, you might not even might like it's necessary at this point because like you can't do everything yourself. You know what I mean? It's like. You can't dribble the ball up the court yourself. You're mm-hmm. going to get trapped. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You can't D all five people that's coming at you. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a team effort to get the chip. So, yeah. Word. 
Yo, you, I'm not gonna lie. Right now, you giving me mad alleys to like my segues and shit. Where? <laughs> yeah, that's dope. Cause you talk about basketball and shit. My next topic was um, chances make champions, mm. and um, I just wanted to talk about that briefly because um, you like it. It kind of came out of nowhere, and I thought it was like I thought it was a dope idea in general. And I wanted to know if it was more so like you really starting to put your foot into the like streetwear uh streetwear world mm-hmm. or if it's more so like a community based um type brand where you like bringing awareness because you know you got the Emmon park legend um uh handle on mm-hmm. twitter and um you know i just wanted to know because um some people you know they just like have bigger visions in terms of their brands but um from what i've seen so far it, it seems like it could go either way right um yo to be honest for me it came out of nowhere Mm because i was trying to do a brand for a minute but i feel like the hardest part was just finding a name like just finding a name that encapsulates like where i'm at in life now but also could be a way for other people to relate to just seeing the name and being like that attracting them to the brand so um i think i got the name i got the name from like a currency song Like i was Mm -hmm. listening to a song and he said the line I just kept repeating it. And I was like, oh, this is tight. Like, no one else has used this yet? All right, cool. So I what I did really, well, like, my thought process of that was really like, let me just announce it. And based on the response, I'll follow through with it or I'll just, like, put it on the back burner. So um, I announced it and people were like, yo, um, people were like, yo, you, you about to do this brand? Oh, we good? Yeah. Okay, where we go? My fault. Yeah, no, no, go ahead. I right, were. Um, yeah, I announced it on IG, and and people were like, "Yo, you about to do a brand?" I right, bet. So when I got the response, I'm like, "Oh, damn, I gotta, I gotta follow through with it now." So, <laughs> word. really, um, as far as what I feel like the brand could do, a lot of the streetwear that I'm into or the brands that I follow, just they ended up being more than just brands. You know what I mean? Like, I felt like I knew the founders of the brand because they were so expensive. And how they expanding it to like their community and even other communities and and other passion projects that they had maybe before they even thought about clothing. So um, I definitely want to merge the two, like mm-hmm. community work and also the brand, because um, I'm a guy that's like I I love where I'm from. You know what I mean? Right. I'm passionate about my community. It's also like it's a community that's small. You know, not many yeah. people make it out of that in the space that i'm trying to be in exactly outside of like there's a few people but the most notable person is um jinx brandon jenkins he's oh, from franklin yeah and I, jinx. I didn't even know that until i was a senior in high school you right, know right, right. <laughs> like like i just knew he was from jersey yeah that was like a vague fact you know what i'm saying yeah. so like any way for me to like even emmett park legend emmett park is is a park right by the crib that's like a five minute walk if that right. that i hooped at from like 12 to like 23 you know what i mean like my adolescence to my adulthood so that holds like a special place in my heart and then legends just like me trying to like manifest that like i'm trying to become a legend not only just in my neighborhood but in um and contribute to like the culture that i love so you know um you were you were nice what and ball yeah (laughs) i was i would say that i would say that very confident okay we was like you know the deal like we was like kids hooping up like with kids way older than us yeah you know what i mean so like that was like our thing granted like i'm gonna come clean i'll tell you the story like (laughs) in middle school in middle school right i tried out for the team Uh and i made the second day i'm like oh this is easy these is chumps like all right cool whatever the second day comes and i'm playing my heart granted i did i practiced the whole year up until this point that whole summer and then i got cut I was like, 
bro, what? Like, I was, I almost lost it. Like, yeah. so the next day, they having a scrimmage. No, nah, it wasn't even a scrimmage. It was like intramural. It's like after school. I'm like, all right, who? Uh, I'm like, who's here? Who's picking up? They're like, everybody that got picked up on the team. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to take four of my dudes, and we're going to go against, like, the, the five or whatever, or whoever's on the squad. Word. And we smoked them. And the coach was there. Word. Was like, all right, nigga. Like, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. But after that, he didn't really, um like, nothing. Like, I didn't even try out for a team because the pride was so real. Yeah. That I was like, all right, friend, I'm not even about to, like, focus on this. Like, so, yeah. I was for sure, I was for so sure, you like, just clapped him and then left. That was yeah, it. Yeah, I was sure. like Jimmy Butler shit, pretty much. You know what I mean? Like it was basically <laughs> like that. Yeah, he said, "Fuck that! I'm about to smoke these niggas." Yeah. Um. All right. I guess we can move on to listener questions now. Um, I got a couple here from Khalil. He wanted to say what's up first and foremost. What up? But uh, <laughs> yeah, he said he wanted to know uh, where did you get your inspiration for clothing from? Um, man, just like I feel like the streetwear boom from like oh five mm-hmm. to probably like twenty eleven, twenty twelve. Like that gap is when streetwear started to become like popularized. Cause really it's from skating. Word. And skating's like subculture. It's not really Facts. that popular, you know what I mean? But during mm-hmm. that time, like <clears throat> you had guys like excuse me, you had guys like Pharrell that he had his skate team. I remember having the DVD. He had the Word. skate team. Watched that, and I was like, "Oh, this is crazy." And then you have BBC, but BBC mm-hmm. leads to like other stuff like Stussy, the Hundreds, um, ten deep, and then you start going like deeper and deeper. So, um, yeah, bro, the, Car- the Karma Loop era. Yeah, exactly <laughs> that era. Like you only get yeah. a coupon if you order one hundred fifty dollars worth of stuff. <laughs> you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so, they was they was trying to rape niggas' pockets. Yeah, that dude had a crazy story though. Where? Um, what was the owner's name? Do you remember? Nah. I don't remember the owner's name. I forget nah. his name, but he had a crazy story. He went into like two hundred thousand dollars in debt, like running up credit trying Word? to start that company. I believe. I it. bet. Yeah, it was crazy. Like, like the way they K. ran it, the way they ran it was crazy. It was Word. just like I don't know how sustainable this could be. But Facts. it like that era was cool. Like mm-hmm. they had Karma Loop TV to go with it and everything. Right, right, like, right. So um, yeah, that's definitely where I got my inspiration from. That that whole era. Yeah, look him up. He's pretty cool, dude. I used to follow him on Twitter for a while. I forgot Word? his name. Though. What's his? I was about to say, what's his I'll name? I'll look. I'll look it up right now. Go ahead, right. continue. Um, I guess another one is um, uh, what, what made you want to work in music and fashion? Uh, man, I saw. How old was I? When did Fade to Black come out? Oh four. Yeah, oh four or five ish. Fade to Black was no, that was oh three oh three. It was oh three. Damn. Yeah, I was. I was eight. Mm-hmm. And my cousin, um, he was coming up from, I think he lived in the South during that time. But he was real into, like, hip-hop just as much as anyone else. And um, I was just starting to find, like, my taste in music at that time. Like, it was be- being developed at that time. And he was like, and he had it on bootleg. So he was like, yo, come here. So I came to the living room, and we sitting down, and he's just like, yo, watch this. And after I watched it, I was like, I want to do, like, whatever it is that they got going like in this, like you see all the, I mean, in the future you learn that like, oh, that's hip hop. Oh, that's Lenny S. Like you start like Googling and researching. But at the time I was just like, this just looks cool. Like I want to be a part of this. So it it definitely started from there. And then as I got older, I would like deep dive and research for like hours, like going to looking at credits, like just my curiosity peaked during that adolescent age. Credits was my shit too. Yeah, I would read every book and the CDs, all that shit. That's why I like, I still get physicals now, like my desk, like I have a whole bunch of books that I like, a a bunch of DVDs that like I grew up on and my Mm -hmm. CDs. You still buy CDs? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, I don't do that no. I only buy vinyls now if it's music. Not CDs like now, but like CDs of albums that like I love 
like growing up. So you'll buy an old CD now. Yeah, I buy an old CD oh, now. Okay. You know what I mean? Like I the last CD I bought was uh, Hell Half No Fury. I, I played that oh, album. Wow, I love that album. Yeah, I played that album till it scratched. Shit. You know what I mean? Like yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah. There's a massive CD collection in my crib. Yeah. Right, right around yeah, Shining. But, it, but it's not. It's Damn. not. That was my shit. Right around Shining was my shit. Yeah. It's not. Um, it's not all hip hop though. It's like old, like it's like my mom's and my stepmom's shit. Oh, okay, for sure. So That's I just tight. be in there exploring and shit sometimes because you know we got the old bowls with the CD drawn in the middle. Yeah, yeah. So I just be throwing shit in, you know, checking it out. Um, but yeah, no CDs. Like CDs, is an era that came and went too fast. I feel like because the fucking booklets and shit, bro. Like yeah, I, it's I, crazy. I, I've been in uh, chicks' cribs who got you know the fucking posters of every fucking R and B nigga. Yeah, it You could think of NSYNC and Backstreet Boys and <laughs> yeah. Omarion and all them niggas. Yeah, Purple Haze just had an anniversary, right? Like yeah. I remember having a Purple Haze. Years. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember having a Purple Haze poster in my room and my mm-hmm. mom ripping it down. It came out December seventh. <laughs> I remember I was in uh I was in. Ninth grade, damn, two thousand four. I always wonder how it, like it felt like being in high school during that time. I was a kid, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Purple so. Haze was the shit when that came out. <laughs> that, that was when uh, that was like when Dipset was at its peak Word. in popularity and like being in the Patterson area. Like they were humongous in Word. Patterson they specifically. Have, they had the store right. They had the Dip Shack Word. down uh, right yeah. by the right by the courthouse downtown, and um, like Patterson, Patterson is like nicknamed Little Harlem because of that shit. Mm-hmm. Like because of the Dipset, uh, like Phase and all that shit. Like if you see uh Fetty Wap's um SoundCloud name, like the original, uh, go to the the domain. Right, right. It's like SoundCloud dot com slash Harlem Fetty. That's why, because he's from Patterson. Oh yeah, yeah. And you know, yeah, that's, that's true. Little Harlem. So, wow, yeah. that's wild. Yeah, Purple Haze is nuts. All right, so um, we got another question from Chioma. Uh, he wanted to know, uh, what, she, what has yeah. been your biggest obstacle so far um, on this journey through music and fashion? And um, my biggest obstacle, man, just taking L's on the chin, bro. Like up until a couple of months ago, where I started getting opportunities, like Word. it was just like every place I applied to, just no, no, no. You know what I mean? Like yeah. getting those constant no's after a while, like. It's just like it starts to wear on you. Like, damn, am I even good enough to even like be Word. in this? Like, I know yeah. it's like I'm, the way, best way I can compare it is like, yo, I've been a second rounder my whole life, so I've <laughs> constantly had to bust my ass to Word. like yeah. be just as good as the top pick. You know what I mean? So when right. teams keep telling you no, but eventually you get that opportunity, it's like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I'm glad I went with my gut. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I'm glad I stuck it out. So, you know, just constant being constantly told no. It can like make you really question like your skill set and if you're even good enough to like be in this industry. But after a while, when you get that yes, you're like, okay, cool, it's confirmed. So, so all you need that one yes. Yeah. Now nah, that's a yeah. fact though, because it's been. So, I I feel like I've been on this journey for what like almost ten years. Like yeah. I've been since like 2010. I would say in like just yeah, about you know, to be ten years. Yeah. yeah, graphic design and photography and all of this shit, and I didn't had so many projects that. I wanted to get off the ground, and I was like, yo, this is going to be the one. This is going to be the one. It was never the one. Yeah, it's a, it's a game of endurance, bro. Yeah. Like, and this is the beginning. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You've been in 10 years. It's still in the Facts. beginning. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's crazy. Yeah. Yep, that's how it is. And, yo, and, and like, there's a saying that, like, uh, nine out of your 10 projects is not going to get off the ground. Yeah, exactly. But you just got to keep pushing. Yeah. And, um I could definitely relate to that shit. God damn, bro. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> thinking back. I'm just thinking back to all the projects that, like, I was like, yo, or even just put money. Like, yo, I I did a, I did a merch release, 
Some long sleeves. First of all, my dumb ass did red long sleeves. Red long sleeves. Red long sleeves. Wait, but just red? Yeah, just yeah. red. Can't even, <laughs> can't even watch shit that. Shit did, <laughs> did not sell, bro. Because red sell. needs its own laundry day. Yeah. Spent like, with spent like <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Either. Spent like seven hundred on a whole drop. It was like yeah. it was it was a red long sleeve like my uh, my distress ninety three caps because this is when I first started doing ninety three, which has gone from art and design to merch and all of this. Like it was mm-hmm. like the next step after Wavy since ninety three, um, and like yo, I just I tried to do like a tote bag, a long sleeve, and hats and like. Did the photo shoot and all of that. Yeah, and the whole ran, thing. Shit ran me up like 700, bro. Niggas just wasn't fucking with it. I was like, I was like, damn, yo. I, I, I didn't even know what to do, you know? I was just like, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I was like, damn, I just got to sit on this shit, you know? Yep. And I, I would wear it. I would wear the shirt whenever I could. But even me, even myself, I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, I'm not wearing red every day. My you got to wear like, a new one every day, too. Yeah, yeah. like, yeah, like, it was, yeah, it was, it was ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not to say that I didn't get no shirts off. I didn't make zero sales. But, you know, like, yeah. I didn't. That it wasn't. Box, it wasn't to the degree you thought. Nah. Nigga Mike got mad red shirts. So, yo, that box is that box is sitting somewhere. Yo, bro, I that, don't know where that box that, is. That, that's it's so, going. I'm not thinking about it no more. That's so real, bro. Like <laughs> when you get to a point where you're selling stuff and the box is just sitting there, like staring at you. You just like, bro, yeah, staring at you, like, bro, how do I get like this off? Because the thing with like, I learned this, like, I forget, I think this, who said it. It was James, James somebody, but I heard it on um, Jeff Staples. Now, nah. <laughs> I heard it on Jeff Staples' um, podcast where he was like, yo, retail or like merch is like produce. Like, it doesn't get better as it gets older. You know what I mean? Like, it sits on the shelf like fruit. Like, you got to get it off within a certain amount of time. Or like, once it reaches that like fourth week, fifth week, Word. it's kind of like that. It's probably just going to sit there. Yeah, you just got to take that on the chin. You know what I mean? So. Fuck it, fuck that <laughs> box. I'm looking forward. Um, the the next question from uh, Chioma, uh, from Chioma was uh, as 2019 comes to a close. I mean, I guess this is my question too, but yeah, whatever. Fuck it. Uh, as 2019 comes to a close, like what, what what's on the horizon for the next decade? You know, um, 2020 is a big year for a lot of people. I think for everybody, I, yeah. everybody's just looking at this shit like yo. I don't know. It's just something about it, like the way it looks. Yeah, 2020, 2020 looks the way it looks, the way it sounds coming out of your mouth. Like right. it being a new decade. Like it's just something powerful behind this this next month that's coming up. Um, man, that's like that's tough for me to answer because I micromanage. Right. Like, I, I think short term first, mm-hmm. and I plan by like weeks and months ahead instead of years. But um, yeah. I guess I could go with short term first. Definitely career because right now, um. Like the 300 thing has been like a huge opportunity, mm-hmm. you know, presented a lot more opportunities and avenues for me to go through. Mm-hmm. So definitely career in, in the music industry is like, that's number one. Like after, um, my, I have like one more semester in school. So after right. that, it's kind of like, I'm just going to hit the ground running full time. And, um, also like expanding CMC, like you asked earlier, it's like yeah. expanding it more into a multimedia type of aspect. I have the podcast underneath that point guard mentality. You can oh, search right. point guard mentality on, um, on all streaming platforms for uh, podcasts, but um, even that in the first episode going well, um, doing the first episode with Corey Town, shout out to Corey, um, and then the second episode like going well as like we were recording it, I was like, man, I could really build out a lane of just trying right. to like interview creatives that still speaks to like the core values of the brand, you know. So 
just trying to expand it outside of just clothing. Like clothing is cool, mm-hmm. but it's really about like trying to provide a certain amount of like inspiration at the end of the day. Like money isn't really money's important and mm-hmm. I recognize its importance and I need a lot of it right now. You yeah. know what I mean? But <laughs> it's not it's never really been the driving passion for doing what I do. If it was about money, I would have been quit. You know what I mean? Like That's I was fact. losing money trying to do what I'm doing right Shit. now. You know what I mean? True. So like um, it's really just about, you know, inspiring and motivating, trying to like instill a spark in other people what they hear it just trying to make art that makes other people's lives better, you know? Word. So that's definitely what's on the horizon. And um, even getting to a point where I can pull other people up with me, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like climbing the mountain and getting to the top is cool. But when you like look down and pull other people up to the top with you, it's like, that's love. you know, that's how your legacy begins. You know, it's Word. like that Rockefeller uh, tree where mm-hmm. they start with like, yo, that, you yo, know what I mean? From Dame, Jay and Hove. And then they work, they wear down. It's like, Dude. That's all them pulling. Other That's a people wild up. graphic, yo. Yeah, it's crazy. It's it's so many branches in that tree, Facts. bro. It's kind of like I was kind of like, damn, I didn't even noticed that many people were involved. Like even mm-hmm. when I was looking at it, so. Yeah, that's definitely what's on the horizon next, for sure. Not about when it comes to, like, micromanaging and, like, you know, thinking about projects ahead of time. And it's the idea of um, speaking things into existence and just, like, putting it out there so you can know, you you can hold yourself accountable and moving in silence. So I definitely feel what you're saying in terms of that because, um, you know, I don't want to plan too far ahead and then think that everything is going to just go smooth because, you know, life and shit. Right. But, um, yeah, I just thought, I just... You know, I definitely feel you on that on that yeah, aspect. I feel like you don't want to, like you don't want to plan so far ahead. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because that's how you get lost in the sauce. Yeah. If you don't have if those steps aren't riddled with details, mm-hmm. it's kind of gonna be tough for you to just ac- accomplish that long term goal without. Like you could say for the yeah. year I'm doing this, but you're probably gonna have to do month by month. You know what I mean? So, Facts. You just need the proper resources. Yeah, exactly. In order to, in order for that level of productivity to be occurring in general, right? But we're going to move on to the last listener question. This one is from Chinadu. Um, well, these two are from Chinadu. Uh, he said, what is your best... No, what is, uh, what is, what's the best slash your favorite year for hip-hop this decade? This decade? Man, that's a good question, bro. It's a pretty hard question. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many like, goddamn Man, this decade, I don't know, bro. That's a good question. Um, and Dark Fantasy dropped in 2010, right? That yeah, was, yeah. That was a fucking crazy start to the decade. Yeah. Yo, you know what? 2011. Overly mm-hmm. Dedicated came out in 2010, too. Word. Was that 2010? Yeah. yeah. Section 80 was 2011. 2011. Yeah. You know what? Definitely 2011. July 2nd, 2011. I feel like all those artists during that internet era had landmark yeah. projects during that year. Facts. You know what I mean? Was Was Friday Night Lights during 2011? Was that the album? Friday Night Lights came out in 2010 also, 10? I think. 10? Yeah. But I know, like, I was definitely... Uh, Crip uh, had a project that year that was special. Mm-hmm. Freddie Gibbs, like, it was like a whole bunch of people back to back. Oh yeah, Crit Crit dropped like three projects during those years. Yeah, so and I think yeah, Take Care really, dropped in 2011. Was too. that 2011 too? Yeah, Word. Take Care. I don't like it the way people do. I but, don't either. But it was. I don't either. That's Word. crazy. Take Care. Yeah. It just doesn't. It doesn't have the like the the long lasting. Like the, the, classic exclamation point yeah that I always like, see about it i just don't i don't get it but yeah, i that, mean that should have proud of you on it like i think yeah <laughs> I, conversation I, over the classic <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about yeah i think it's it's, it's more of a nostalgia <laughs> thing honestly uh, but whatever fake ass nostalgia <laughs> yeah 2011 for sure um and the other question was what's the difference between a legend and an icon a legend and an icon mm-hmm 
I feel like that. I don't know. I feel like that could be one and the same. Where, yeah. like a legend and an icon is like I don't know what really like distances those two. Like you can use those interchangeably. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like there's this whole debate. Like probably talked to you when the mic was over about Nipsey not being a, a legend or an icon, but it's like oh, that's not a debate. That's yeah. just a foolish comment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, but like. Yeah. How can you like? Let's say if we were to have that debate, it's like how can mm-hmm. you? This man sold. He was the first person to sell a hundred dollar album, thousand dollar album, and both be incredibly successful. Mm-hmm. And even like things he did in his neighborhood, it's like how can you not call that man a legend? You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like I don't know. You can't really. I don't think those two differ. I think they're one and the same. Like, Honestly, when it comes to Nipsey, I think I think the music gets downplayed so much because of everything he did outside of the music. That's a fact. If you listen to his music, every fucking album is crazy. Yeah, yeah. every last one of them. Yeah. So I mean. Even if he didn't do shit in the hood, if he didn't sell no albums for a hundred dollars, a thousand dollars, he did a thousand dollar one too. Yeah, he sold mailbox money for a thousand dollars. Sold sixty, sixty plus copies of that. I definitely oh, remember that. after he sold Crenshaw for a hundred dollars, sold word. over a thousand copies. So, the music itself stands mm-hmm. alone. The music was he has yeah. one of the best catalogs of the two thousand ten decade. Yeah, I sure. think a legend to me is like, like once they leave their mark, it's kind of like like there's you can't. Like, let's say we talked about Cameron, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you can't, like, not talk about hip-hop and not mention Cameron. Like, he has a, 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 a mark, in, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. to me, like, the way I kind of, like, describe it is, like, if you looked at hip-hop as a book, it's kind of like there's certain pages with certain people that contributed, and then some people yeah. have whole chapters. Like, right. there's a Nipsey chapter, you know what right. I mean? You that's, don't just skip over point. that, you yeah. know what I mean? So yeah, true. That's the way I would, like, describe it. And the thing about Nipsey specifically is just that, like, if this nigga didn't make music, Niggas in his hood would still remember him as a hood legend, like for yeah, sure. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's like it's true like too. yo, he, he, you could you could you could subtract music from from his influence, and he still has a lot to provide to his area. Yeah, his but, stories um, are crazy too. Yeah, yeah. Like, and and if I had to um, if I had to differentiate between a legend and an icon, I, I think that a, uh, an icon is probably more in the now. And a legend is more of a long term status, mm. but most icons end up becoming legends anyway. So yeah, whatever. I think it's reversed. Yeah, you think so. Yeah, I think icon is used more for people who did it, done it, stopped doing it, mm-hmm. probably dead. Word like Babe Ruth, icon. Like True. Yeah. Michael Jordan, icon. Mm-hmm. But also legends too. But I think if you, I think you, I think. Uh, I think what Drew said was pretty accurate, though. Yeah, it's They're, like, like pretty interchangeable, yeah. honestly. There it's just, no. The slight difference is just, would just be in the way how it's used. Like you just said, it's like, yeah. I find more people using icon for people that have, like, passed, like, Michael Jackson's icon, Prince icon. Yeah. Like, people, if you, the thing is, like, if you called, like, Drake or Kendrick Lamar icon, people would be up in arms. If you called him a legend. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah so maybe icon yeah. is, like, a half step higher. Yeah. Because I, I mean? do I do see the difference, like, mm-hmm. uh, like Janet Jackson's an icon. icon. For sure. Um Maybe Rihanna will be an icon, but right now she's, she's a legend. legend. Feel right. me? Like, I know I'm showing my age, but I was in a barbershop yesterday, and I didn't know that Janet Jackson was on Good Times. I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, yeah. I had no idea. She was uh, was she somebody's girlfriend, right? She was like the dope, like the yeah, yeah. She was somebody's. Really? Um, I thought she was a kid on the show. Like, yeah, she was, but oh, she was like she one of somebody's she, girlfriend. Sure, she was sure. like one of the she was like one of the younger characters, um, girlfriends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I was like, "Holy shit!" Like I had no idea. I mean, I know she had a career in acting, but I didn't know. It Back to fucking good times. Yeah. <laughs> like, holy shit. Um, that's an important television show, but that's for another day. <laughs> um, all right. I guess we could wrap here. We talked about uh, CMC. We talked about 
two three zone. We talked about Liddy Boys. Um, pretty pretty much covered everything. Twenty twenty is gonna coming in hot. Got a lot of opportunities on the way. Yeah, for sure. Um, how about we plug our social medias? Um, well, my personal is M N Park Legend. That's I N M A N Park Legend on IG and Twitter. Uh, CMC, you can follow that on IG at championvision.us and on Twitter at Risky Champions. Liddy Boys is L I T T Y, Boys with a Z, I N T O, on everything. And um, yeah, that's it. Look out for me. Look out for the homies that are a part of the brand that are about to uh, start doing things. CMC is going to have a big year. Um, a lot more product releases, a lot more content attached to the brand. And um, yeah, that's it. Follow me. I'll be talking shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Word. So yeah, that's it. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Mike History. Follow me on Instagram at Last Name History. Follow the show on Instagram at Versus Mike History. And I think that is all. We out of here.